You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Reverend Trudy Daly and Mary Weaver. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Welcome to The Answer Broadcasting Station. Today, Mary Weaver and myself, Reverend Trudy Daly, are about to begin a new journey with you. We're going to have a radio show called Living in His Love. We want you to begin to understand and grasp how greatly God loves you. But we first want to share with you a background of ourselves so you can see where we're coming from and our perspective. I am, as I said, Reverend Trudy Daly. I was the middle child. I had a younger brother and an older sister, both of whom are now with the Lord. My childhood was during a time when children were safe to go anywhere alone. At seven, my mother began taking me to church, and I seemed to sense even at that time that I was called to serve the Lord. I attended Christian colleges and started teaching in a Christian school in New York City. I was there for about two years before I moved to the suburbs and taught third and fourth grade and then seventh and eighth grades. I met and married the boy next door when he returned home from the service. We had one son, Scott, who is now married and has two children, Sean and Julia. The trauma from going to Vietnam caught up to my husband and he had a nervous breakdown and became bipolar. The next three years were very difficult ones as he would not take the medicine prescribed to him to help him function normally. After three years, he left to start a new life. By this time, I had left teaching and was working for a corporation. I still had a sense that I was to serve the Lord. In 1991, I, along with Rinda Sternberg and Ivan Cortez, founded Triune Healing and Restoration Ministries. Around the same time, I was ordained by Christ International Center. The ministry has moved from New York City to Connecticut to building a house in Westkill, to buy a house and meeting in Utica, to finally purchasing the church and parsonage that we currently have. My walk with God has grown and continued as I raised my son alone, lost both of my parents and both of my siblings. God has been faithful in giving me a vision for the ministry and providing financially for it. Christ International Center and its pastors, Ben and Lloyda Morales, have guided and supported Triune for all these years. In October, we will celebrate our 30th anniversary. Twelve years ago, I started a radio program called A Time for Healing. It can now be heard on the Answer Broadcasting app on Sundays at 3 p.m. In 2016, the Lord started to give me a prophetic word each week. After three years, I published them in a book called God is Speaking, Are You Listening? It has been published in both English and Spanish. I am still getting a word weekly from the Lord, which I read at our Sunday night services, and it is sent out to all who request it. It also can be found on our website. At the end of the summer, I plan on publishing another book with the prophecies from 2019, 2020, and part of 2021 in English and Spanish. 
Several years ago, Triune started this internet radio station, The Answer Broadcasting. God has now directed Mary Weaver and myself to start this radio show, which we are calling Living in His Love. We're going to discuss and share relevant topics to help you with your walk with God. We are believing and trusting God that it will help and bless you. Is going to be on the Answer Broadcasting Station. Now Mary Weaver will share her story, which I know will bless you. Hello, as Trudy said, my name's Mary Weaver. I was born in upstate New York and raised Roman Catholic. I realized at a very young age that I had a powerful belief in the Lord and that although I would not always follow the straight path, my path has always included a walk with the Lord. And that although I would not always follow the straight path, my path has always included a walk with the Lord that one day would lead me to a supernatural visit to heaven. My early childhood was filled with pain and tragedy. My parents separated when I was three due to my father's alcoholism and ongoing abuse. My mother gave birth to my brother, Michael, prematurely the month following my fourth birthday. Three days later, nearly simultaneously, both my grandfather, my mother's father, died of a heart attack and my same brother passed away. I remember sitting outside of my mother's bedroom listening to her cry for hours and days. I tried every day to smile. It was shortly after that time that a family member molested me. I still found joy in my heart and talked to God each day. I remember entering church at this age and being able to see over the pew for the first time and being so happy I could finally see all of Mass. My mother remarried when I was eight. It was a very tumultuous time in our home. I began to notice my mother's binge drinking and my stepfather's intolerance for my older brother. I tried to hide. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and aunt. My Aunt Sal was a great woman of the Lord. I would live in a fantasy world and develop great stories just to distract myself from the life I was trapped in. At 12 years old, I had a vision in which I was questioned and thought that I could be imprisoned for my belief in God or that there would be a time when I would have to die for him. As I developed into my teen years, I yearned to have a connection with my father. In my teen years, I went through dark periods, especially when my mother would binge drink and I would just want to die. I would feel invisible and ask God why he would just not let me die. One day when I was 15, I came home from babysitting late at night to find the house filled with smoke and my brother and mother intoxicated. They had boiled two pre-made dinners and passed out, leaving the water to boil away and catch on fire. As I was putting out the fire, I remember thinking of how much trouble I would have been if I had ruined my mother's revereware. But not a word was said about the incident. Sometime later that week, I took what was left of a bottle of aspirin and no one noticed. I slept for 15 or 16 hours, lost my hearing, for nearly a week and decided that was not a good plan. Each time I would turn to God and ask, why do you allow this? And when will you set me free? During this time, I studied for my confirmations. I prayed 
for the Holy Spirit to come into me. I asked for my sins to be forgiven. As the bishop laid his hands on my head, I felt the fire of the Holy Spirit burn through me. I welled up with tears and knew that I was changed forever. After the ceremony, I asked the other participants, one of which was my future husband, if they felt the fire. And they looked at me as if I was speaking a foreign language. My father returned to my life sh shortly before my 17th birthday. However, I quickly learned that it was to rekindle a relationship with my mother and to later have my very hardworking first husband help build his company. I realized then that women did not hold a great deal of value in my father's culture. My father was married at least four times and was very narcissistic until he was older. At 18, I graduated from high school, became pregnant, had a son, was married by the age of 19. I always struggled with rage. Although I would be kind and smile every day, inside was a time bomb waiting to go off. My husband and my family were both the lighter of the match that would ignite the rage and those caught in the ring of, of damage during my explosion were harmed. I have asked my children, those that I love, for forgiveness and pray that they heal. I also went to multiple Christian churches and Bible studies, many times feeling overwhelmed by people that wanted me to be saved. Unfortunately, I felt more like I was judged than loved, especially singled out because I dared to be raised Catholic. In 1998, a friend of mine cornered me in, in the Oneida County Jail medical records room where I was working and laid hands on me. Together we said the sinner's prayer. I tried to explain to her that I felt the fire of the Holy Spirit at 15. However, she too did not believe it could happen at confirmation. I smiled and assured her that, that we will see each other in heaven. By age 32, I had four children. I was divorced and I was remarried to my current husband. I also graduated nursing school. Each day I would smile, but I was never happy. In August of 2002, while on vacation with my husband, youngest son, and friends, I became very ill. While traveling from New York to Tennessee, I experienced pain in my right flank. I explained to my friend that I should contact my family doctor when I got home because I thought I might have a kidney stone. Three days later, I was in a coma, fighting for my life. I waited for two days before asking to go to the hospital. I learned that I developed a staghorn calculi, a very large kidney stone, and neurosepsis, a deadly infection that required immediate attention. However, the hospital that I was originally treated at was unable to treat me. So then I was transferred to Jackson Methodist Hospital in Jackson, Tennessee. By the time I was loaded into the ambulance, I felt life slipping away. However, I had no fear. I remember that night telling a nurse that if they did not help me, that I was going to die. She said that I was not the only patient in the ward. They had just given me too much pain meds. I assured her that was not the problem. I was near death. She seemed annoyed. The following day, I was taken into surgery. I remember being in surgery and thinking this is the first time in three days I hadn't felt pain. And the first time in 15 years that I could sleep without one of the four children waking me up, I proceeded to relax.
I remember having multiple nurses and what I assumed was the recovery room yelling at me to breathe. I remember trying to, but just thinking, I am too weak, I just can't. I remember very little of the next four days. I slipped slowly deeper and deeper into a coma. I remember my mother touched me. I knew that there were, they were her hands, even though I could not see her. I asked myself why she was there, knowing that I would be fine. I knew that my best friend Darlene and my husband were there with me and that both of their hearts were broken. I truly didn't understand because I knew that I would be fine. At some point during this time, I left my body and I observed my husband talking to the doctor outside of my room. They were discussing trying a last chance antibiotic that would cost $7,000 and our insurance denied it. My husband asked the doctor how long he had to make the decision and the doctor responded 12 hours. I then moved to a dimmed hallway. I could see a lit area at the end of the hallway across a room, entered from a, another hallway. I could see my grandmother on my mother's side and another woman walking together. I soon realized it was my aunt Sal that had passed away eight years before. I began to run as to that as I entered the room. I realized that if I was with them, I was dying. Then I yelled out, oh no, <laughs> I am not gonna die today <laughs> in a defiant tone. I began to look around and calling out to God, saying to him, how could you this happen? I am finally happy and you allow this now. I know you were there when I was being abused and I wanted when I wanted to die, I became angrier and angrier. And as I did, the room began to glow orange and I felt a supernatural hug that allowed me to experience the fullness of God's love. I said, how could you let all of this happen to me and take the people I love? Then I realized that my children would not be okay and I begged God to send me back. I knew that my first husband was not emotionally capable of raising our children my second husband was a recovering alcoholic. I was worried that he would relapse. I asked God that he allow me to live until my youngest graduated from high school. Something broke inside me. The anger was gone. I felt warmth, and I saw the most beautiful orange light. And I heard a small voice say, I'm your father. I'm your father. I'm your father. Suddenly, I felt physical pain again. I opened my eyes, and the clock read 8.15. My mother kissed me goodnight and left. My husband spoke to me as though I had been awake for hours. Little did they know that my body may have been in that bed, but I was not. It wasn't until two days later when I was released from ICU and in a private room that I had the courage to ask the cleaning lady, <laughs> the cleaning lady what did, day it was. It was then that I learned that I was in a coma for four days. The same day I also teased my husband. Why did he not agree to pay the $7,000 medicine? He looked at me with shock on his face 
and asked who said something to me. I said, no one. I was there. I then told him with four children, I definitely would have contemplated the same question and laughed. He was very confused. I explained to people now that I cannot complain about anything that happens to in my life because I asked to come back. It was my choice. We have free will, and although I, ha I believe that I chose to come back for my children, God knew that I needed to heal, to have peace and happiness. I understand why God allowed me to see something outside of my body before I left this realm, because otherwise I would have questioned what happened after working in the medical field. I definitely would blame it on the medications or infectious process rather than the supernatural. However, the most important lesson is that God's love is what heals us when we are broken, physically, mentally, or spiritually. We can help others to heal with our love and sharing the love of Christ Jesus. That is why 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abide in faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these three is love. The next years, I enjoyed time with my husband and children. In 2020, I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, stage two. I survived surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, all during the COVID pandemic. I have a unique perspective on life. I have learned a lot throughout all these experiences, and I hope to share them with you all, and with Reverend Trudy Daly. As you can tell, Mary and I have had interesting and at times difficult lives, but God has been faithful to us through all these circumstances. By sharing with you, we hope to help you experience God's love for you and give you insights and hopefully encourage you. Father, touch each person that is hearing this show that they may know your love in a deeper way. Bridge the gap between the love they have received and the love they have needed. Bless them, heal them, and reveal yourself to them. Amen. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.